Hi, and welcome to Skating Success, the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jadine Ferreira. And I'm Ben Ferreira. And we are here to provide you with insights on tips and thoughts, everything about skating. Yes, I'm the technician and Dartfish certified technologist, pole harness guy, and you are the... I'm the choreographer. I'm the artist. I don't know. We work together really well. We love each other, but we also love skating and we love providing value to you. We thought this would be a really fun way to do so. Right, Ben? Absolutely. Okay, but who's going to be better at the podcast? You or me? You, baby. Oh, no. I definitely think you are. Uh, I don't think so. That's all right. All Tune in to see exactly what we mean about skating success and how any of these tips can benefit you and your quest in being your best. To your skating success, everybody. Welcome to the podcast on communication. I think that this is probably going to be a series because I don't know if we can probably cover the whole thing in such a short time, but let's just start. Let's start this conversation. Now, where's my notes? Yeah, communication, that's a big one. I mean, I, I, I'm so trying to keep working on that. I mean, obviously being the, the dude, it's, <laughs> it's something that I, I do, you know, try to work on. Um, so yeah, I mean, this will be an interesting dive into, um, this topic today. So, okay. We have to be honest. The reason we came up with this was yes, we've already, already thinking about it a little bit this week. However, when we were searching through our former, uh, podcast notes and trying to decide what would be the best topic, even the way I had written something was already a miscommunication when Ben went to read it. So it was kind of the perfect segue for us to go all right communication is a big part of business a big part of coaching and a huge part of working on a team and working with skaters so i think it's pretty valuable whether you're a skater listening a coach and obviously if you're a parent yeah because honestly i was reviewing the cue cards and it was really funny like i know these letters are close to the alphabet right but your y it looked like a u <laughs> no i'm not kidding like it when i was looking at it and i had to do a double take oh, because no. it said Okay, so the word, just so that everybody's listening here, was types, okay? Yes. And I go, I go get it, but honestly, your Y looked like a U, and it was like choreography types, or that's what the topic was. There's choreography tubes, and I'm like, was there a topic that I missed here? Because I don't remember, like, like, are you talking about the tube of the choreography? Like, which tube you're supposed to go down or whatever? I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> so and that was just a, a blatant line in communication, and, you know, and obviously I had to relook at it. Twice. And like, look, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't want to meet, read my writing per se, because that's not something to be um, gazed over to. That's why, I'm, you know, I constantly use the phone today. But even just that too, like type tubes, type, like, I know that, like I said earlier, they're close in the alphabet, but that was, that was just a blatant line of total communication, right? Here's so here's the thing. This is the, oh, this is so good. We were laughing hysterically about this because of course it sounds so funny when you say choreography tubes but if you think about it and you slow it down it's only one letter off and look at how miscommunicated that was one letter and this week same thing happened to me with a client am or pm right am or pm and there we were in a totally different time zone and the session got missed and the choreography didn't happen and it was like where are you at the rink so it's 
such an interesting thing, communication, because sometimes the intention's great and everything's there, but it can be that one little thing that throws the whole message off. Well, that's the thing too, especially with time. Like, and that's why everyone, why do you do 24 hour time? Like I do 24 hour time yeah. on my phone. I do 24 hour time all the time. I speak in, you know, 0600. Why do you think I do that? Because like, I remember I, one time I was going to the airport and I had a flight and it, it did say that. They weren't using the 24 hour clock. And I think what it was, was I, I arrived at 7 a.m. I thought it was until 7 p.m. And they weren't using the, you know, the 1900. Yeah. So that was when I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm just, I'm going to just start using 24 hour. And people have to, you know, kind of ask me why, you know, and but that's a common reason why. Because if you said, you know what, we're going to be at... Uh, 1900 hours instead of seven. I mean, that's obviously okay. Fine, I can do it. Be there, meet you at 1900, right? So that's anyway. That's just another line of communication that I think is fascinating and why that I, I still use the 24 hour um, clock on my phone, my watch, and throughout my day. I love it, and I have to say, before we start in, in the three layers of of diving into this topic, you are a very good communicator, and I learned a lot about communication from talking to you and learning how you process things over time because you're very good at making lists and you're very good at following things sort of, I always hear you say the word checklist, right? Like you're going, okay, what's on my checklist? What do I need to get done? So I'm excited to hear what you have to think about these different topics, but topic number one on communication has to be the opposite, miscommunication. So let's start with that. In your experience, let's go from the lens of the coach. Maybe what was an experience where miscommunication either someone towards you or you towards them, or maybe just together, maybe led to something that you went, all right, we've really got to get better at communicating. Well, right now, just to be on, we're, we're at Canada Day, July 1st, 2020, and I, I'm learning a lot about communication, speaking through masks, <laughs> and, and how awkward that actually is, and how much more I have to project seminar voice, really, more right. per se, just to be, just to be heard, because... I remember, I think it was maybe a couple of days ago or whatever, I said, okay, that's well, a single, right? And and so, and then, you know, the skater tries to double, but it just, it was just a simple miscommunication of maybe not hearing it, me not being precise, maybe in the body language or something. So it just, even those little miscommunications now, if, if you've been, have part of your communication style, maybe not, I wouldn't say taken away, or you're, you're having to adapt to a new one, like say with a new mask or face shield or something like that. Right. Where that that was a particular instance where maybe the communication on my end wasn't as clear, or you know sometimes as coaches we're being quite repetitive and it's kind of like okay you know they they obviously think that now it's time to try the double. Let's, all, let's do another single. Let's get that timing right or something like that, and then. I don't know, the brain goes on autopilot and body goes on autopilot and just they, you know, they go do their thing, right? So that was just a, one example of, of that too. But um, another, and you know, it's funny too today, and I don't know if this is the tangent I'm going right now, but one of, and I appreciate you saying I'm strong at it because I, I find ugh, sometimes I, because we're inundated with so much, I guess input today, whether yeah. it be your social media feed or your email, or your text message or everything. I just find occasionally I, and I'm going to say this, I'm not good at slowing down on the messaging a lot. And maybe there would have been something put in say an email where I glazed over real fast because I'm skim reading. And there was a very clear communication like, you, you know, please CC this or do this. And, oh, okay. I just responded because like you say, the, the, the advantage of making the list is, of course, following lists and getting things knocked off the list, but also, 
you know, trying not to go too quick and go, okay, <laughs> like make sure that list was followed correctly because then you have another thing you have to do now because all of a sudden that's the mistake that was put in or whatever, right? Or, or data input mm -hmm. error or something, right? So that's, you know, another example of I find the challenge today is, yeah. is you know, there's so many lines of emails. Well, you know, say, well, okay, well, I did I get the correspondence? Yes, I did, but just look really closely. You know, what was said here? Oh, shoot, I didn't do that. You know, something like this, right? So anyway, I don't know if that makes any sense, that tangent, but yeah. it's it's just today I find, you know, with so much information, we're skim reading, we're, we're going through, at least I am anyway, and I'm guilty of it, article, you know, maybe that is up and I'll, I'll, I'll skim read just important parts that I want to review of that too. And that becomes maybe, um, maybe per se a, a detrimental habit to, to, and, you know, putting in clear communication occasionally. Yeah. So anyway, just thought I'd throw that one out there to be aware. I think yeah. Awareness about that. True. Yeah. Bringing up the fact of speed and how if, we read it, but don't read read it fully or slow down enough to understand it. So there's reading it, and then there's actually taking it in and understanding it. Um, and I really like your point about, okay, I got it done, but did I really? Because now, because I've done it, but I didn't read the whole thing, now I have another thing on my checklist. <laughs> yeah, I just created, I just created I just another task for myself. Yeah, there we go. Way to go. That was productive. <laughs> I think my biggest pet peeve around communication that turns into miscommunication is operating on assumptions and I find that people that I talk to sometimes maybe they are more advanced in their mind on what we're going to speak about because they've been thinking about it and then they'll enter the conversation what I would like to call two or three steps into it so instead of me starting the video and watching it from the beginning it's like they're opening in the middle of a movie and I'm supposed to know what's going on and I don't and so I find myself regularly having to say okay just slow down first and tell me the beginning. <laughs> Bring me back to the beginning of what you mean. So if you want to hire me to do choreography, for example, you know, sometimes people will go, okay, well, can you come on Thursday? And I'm like, okay, you missed uh, who we're choreographing, what level it is, when the solo needs to be done. Um, are they even interested in working with a choreographer? Like there is sort of a preamble that needs to happen for us to have a clear conversation. Yeah, assumptions are hard, right? Like it, it and that's the thing too where still being clear on the communication because you know I can I assume that that's the case well not necessarily I mean you know like that's that's one of the things that's quite tricky right and mm -hmm. you know that that leads to assumptions and expectations of something that is hasn't been clearly communicated right so that's where you know in in the line of it too and in studying the communication aspect is kind of like okay you know, that's this lay the communication out. Here's going to be the ground rules. This is what you're going to receive. This is how it's going to go. This is where um, the it's it's going to be put in point where you're going to go. Okay, this is the procedure. This is the phone. This is how it's going to roll. If there's questions, please do ask. Because there, you know, part of the thing too is you know, questions lead to good communication too, right? If some if you don't know, well, please ask, right? I mean, that's that's another thing too, where it's like okay you know, if the question comes in, so how does this, well, this is how this goes. Okay, got it, that's fine. And then, you know, you, you put in all the rest of that, uh, I, I would say communication quality control, right? Mm, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so, and I mean, you know, I don't mean to say this on the podcast, but assume is always like the, the, 
the first three letters, the A <laughs> out of you and me, right? That's that's the that's yeah, the, the thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the you know that's that's the thing you make it out of you and me if you assume that, right? Yeah. So that's that's you know something to always uh, try to avoiding the assumption trap. Well, exactly. And here's the thing: like nobody can read your mind. Nobody, even the people you live with, yeah. right? Yeah. Just because you know them or you've known them a long time. Like for me, I don't know what you're thinking about something. Even even though I may be in a situation that seems very familiar and we seem to talk about it before, you're in a different space too. Maybe you've changed your mind about how you feel about something or maybe you're looking at it from a different angle that you've come up with or something. So I think assumptions are really um, dangerous with people you know really, really well, right? Even skaters, I find if the longer you work, it's like, okay, remind myself to refresh and not assume that I know where they're at and, and come at it with a, um, a curiosity, right? No, for sure. And that's part of the, I think to it, like one of the things I've learned is, is that part of the communication, you know, just not assuming that maybe somebody's feeling that way about that. So asking questions, you know, okay, how are you guys doing? Okay, good. That's, that's good. To, that's good information. I can, I can make decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I have that, cause that's been communicated back to me. You know, how do you feel that like five out of 10, you know, seven out of 10, well, six. Okay. That gives me something to work with, you know, where, wherever you're at, I can have an idea of how you're feeling about your, you know, your being in in that moment. Right. So I, yeah, I think, I think it always goes back to communication and now like, you know, say with, with text or email, things like that, at least there's that line of, okay, you know, subject line. This is the communication. This is how this is going to roll, and and, and it should be only for you know information purposes only. I find, and that's this where, where that's this. where I yeah. I think that that's that's going to be very important, and uh, not just to carry on conversations and things like this. I mean, you know, text back and forth, sure, okay, like some things like that, but in terms of of very specific subject line, you know, putting them in folders so that everything's categorized, making sure that. You know, now at least with a lot of the emails, they're very, I find they're very accessible. You know, I always go back constantly, okay, where was that? I just wish they'd make the thread a little easier occasionally. But do you know what I mean? Like at least that is there and you can go back to it and go, okay, what was said? Where we mean it? What time was that? Even though maybe you scheduled it in your calendar, you did other things. Just to, just you know, just to, just to make sure that it's very clear. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Well, you're segueing perfectly into the next layer, which is what, what and when. That's kind of how I put it on the, on the little notes here. But I find one simple distinction that's helped me so much in life, not just business, but in every way, is that, you know, email and texting is for information and calling is for communication, like calling or being face-to-face. Because I find sometimes people want to have like a discussion through text and it just doesn't work. There's... There's too much information that's going to go on. There are feelings. There's, you know, misreading things. And so I always pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, let's just jump on a call. Let's talk this through, right? Information is great to have written down because then you don't have to keep it in your head. It's like if we're meeting at the rink at 2 p.m. and then we're doing the off-ice class and then we're doing, you know, our, our meeting afterwards. It's like, oh, great. That's that's really good to actually have written down and be able to, your point, refer to in the email. But to refer to your two paragraphs of feelings in an email, no, it doesn't. It doesn't usually communicate, and I find it it makes things more complex. Yeah, the paragraphs of emails. Um, yeah, I'm so done with that. To be honest with you, I I literally like 
when I when I do that, I, I just pick up the phone. I go, look, I gotta talk to you here. Like that, this is just too much. I I mean, as much as I like to write and what I no, let's just have a conversation. You know, yeah. I've had that before where it's paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, and it's like, oh gosh, you know, can I just can I just talk to you, please? Like, and can I just find out where you're at? Because what I, what I always found with email too when we started doing a lot more in business to the emotion behind email. Mm-hmm. Like that's hard. That's a tough, that for me, that was a really uh, challenging one to work with in that I'd be reading this thing and having my attachment to the emotion what of what was behind on that other person. When in, in actuality, that may have not been the case. And then I pick up the phone and it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, that, that sounded better than I thought because this email, I thought, you know, I read this subject line or, or I interpreted the way that that was written as, oh, okay, this is a really big deal and whatever. Or just, you know, or my neuroassociative conditioning to the text that was written put me in that kind of state, right? So right. that's where I've always, just like you say, you know, found the best way to just pick up the phone. You know, I call... What did Donald Trump say? He said, emails for wimps. <laughs> right? He did say that in one of his books, right? Yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, he did say that. And, and I do, I, you know what? And I, and I get it. I, I totally get it. If he said, you know, he says his office and he just goes, if you have something to say, you call me. You call me from down the hallway. You don't, you know, don't write an email. You know, you can pick up the phone. Yeah. So I think that that's, um, that's, that's another valid point on, on, on clear communication for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. And um, I'm hoping this next, idea that I bring up will will really help people listening in because we have a lot of history of trying to communicate, hopefully communicating well, and but we've also learned a lot along the way and we keep learning. But um, the context I was putting up in my mind was agreements up front, right? So when we make, let's say, an agreement, I'll give you a really simple one. On the ice, you and I have agreed that our goal is to help the skater get to where they want to go. And you're often the technician in that scenario, and I'm often the artist in that scenario. But our agreement is always that whatever we're going to do is to try to give them their best experience. And that agreement, because we know the common goal, actually helps us communicate very efficiently in real time. Don't you think? Yeah, I think think there's the agreement that we're co-managing too, right? There's that, that kind of, you know, like I would say... If I, if I was the head, like the buck does stop with me, which has to, I mean, has to stop with someone, but we're, we're also co-managing in a sense of, what do you think about this? Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Okay. You're probably right. Cause maybe I, you know, like you say, I, I, like, I appreciate the fact you think I'm, I'm clear on it, but sometimes, you know, I do drop the ball, you know, I do. I, and I, and I would admit, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, what my mentor, Stephanie says, you know, you just make a mistake, you put in a correction. You make a mistake, you put in a correction. You make a mistake, you put in a correction. I just, you know, I just put in corrections all day long. Like, yeah. and you know, and I, and I think that that's valid. Just not taking it too personally. It's just going, you know what? <clears throat> Got it. Put in the correction. Ensure that communication now is clear. If the if the ball maybe was dropped, and and of course having that intention, that's very important. Like you talked about, if we're if we're doing that, whether we're on recession, you know, that's the intention. How how we co manage both parts of that is again where the conversation lies on okay you're taking on that role i'm taking on that role and this is how we're gonna this is how we're gonna do this and this is what needs to get done and you know how that's gonna roll but you know again (laughs) mistakes are made just putting corrections constantly yeah and that and and that's where 
you know, okay, drop that ball, got it. Okay, put in that correction. Sorry about that. That's my mistake. I'll own that. You know, and just own it. I think people respect the fact that if I if I made the mistake, I just own it. I don't go. You know what? Oh, uh, I I I'm this was you know not my fault. I didn't do no. I just yeah okay fine. I dropped that ball or I put a data input. I put something on the you know invoice or something that was misdated or so. Okay, you know what? Got that. Put in a correction. No problem. I'll just send that to you again. You know, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Uh, the young skaters we get to work with also appreciate that, you know, when your coach says, Hey, I, I must've missed that. Or, um, you know, if, if we just own it and we're all human, it's a lot easier for them as well because we're not trying to be perfect either. Well, and that's the thing too. I think people respect honesty at the end of the day. I think, you know, you go, yeah, that's, you know, honestly, that's that. Okay. Got that. Yeah. Right. But here's what I'm going to do to make sure that correction has been, um, put in. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you know learning from it too okay that happened that time right remember (laughs) don't do it that way because that didn't work out so well now did it it doesn't say two it it says type it says type and you know like and that's that's the thing too it doesn't say it says type it doesn't say two like don't do that like that's that's fine make sure that that y is like that don't (laughs) assume exactly Although, you know, it came up for, you know, maybe it was a great thing as it came up for um, a good podcast conversation. But that's that being true. said, you know, um, that it, it, just learning those lessons along the way, right? So good. All right. Rapid fire. I want to just ask uh, questions back and forth if we can. First question to you would be, what do you know about communication now that you wish you would have learned younger? Uh, be upfront, be set the, set the communication upfront for sure. Yeah. I find that that's, um, that's a big one. How about yourself? I'll go rapid fire. I'll, I'll ask the question right back to you. Mm. Um, it has to do with when I'm saying yes to things, make sure I understand what the person is asking for. So I think when I was younger, I, I definitely just wanted to say yes to anything that came my way. And sometimes like. For example, when sometimes when people say, can you go choreograph 24 solos in one week? And I say yes, because I assume they were joking. And you show up and there's actually 24 solos to do in three days. Oh, I guess I should have asked, you know, for more clarity. Not just said yes, but asked and said, yes. And what? how many programs are you really meeting? Oh, it really is that many. And then and give myself a little bit more leeway. So it's sort of like, the idea of slowing down, like you were talking about with reading, for me, it, it has to be verbal as well. It's like, slow down, ask the next question, right? Try to understand where they're coming from, what do they need done, and can I really get it done and and also enjoy myself doing it? So, the yes and. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a huge topic um, around communication. Obviously, like I said earlier at the onset, this is coach to coach, coach to skater, right? Coach to parent. Um, and even like, well, what we have, where we have a relationship where we're working together and also married, there are different things we need to be able to use for communication. But let's switch it more to a skater. When you're coaching a skater, what are some of your top things you try to do when you're communicating with skaters? Because I want to make sure that we can offer some sports-specific value. Well, I, that's a good that's a good question. And I think it comes back to explaining whether it's the technical skill or the idea, whether I'm using the video, whether I'm doing other things, but also my, one of my biggest things that I ask the question is, does that make sense? 
you know, does that, do you, do you, compl- do, do you, do you see that? Does that comply with you? And if it's no, okay, what part do you not understand? You know, asking questions, like, does that make sense? Like, are you on the same page here? Right. Are we on the same page? Like, cause if we're not, that's, whoa, like that's going to be awkward. Right. So part of communication is also a two way street and asking questions. And I think I already mentioned that earlier. I think it's, it's going into question, but does that make sense? Are you still with me? Does this comply? Are we on the same page? Okay, great. If we are, awesome. Let's see you go execute that. You know, and then and then going forth for there because that's that's a big part of it too. Because you know, I mean, about you, but like I, I mean, we're in maybe school or some seminar or something like. Man, like maybe the content was okay, but the way it was communicated was like, are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> it, you know, and and it's like really like wow you know so i think half the time too is is if if there's you know the content sometimes sometimes i'd be blown away by how well it's communicated too like you know i'd be i'd be going wow that was really well delivered like the delivery i just couldn't like take my eyes off the presenter i couldn't you know very very well communicated you know they've obviously done a, a great job of learning how to do that and i think that's a that's a very important point too is it's a skill it's a practice it's a discipline it's a um it's something that you constantly are getting better at and improving the more you do it um but yeah i've been to some that have just been like complete dives and it's like oh whoa i i i really i really think maybe the content would have been okay but the way it was delivered it's just like wow so it's just my two cents on that it's, it's so valid when you bring that up. I have to say, as a choreographer, I spend way more time professionally developing myself to be a better communicator than I have to be a choreographer. <laughs> because the choreography doesn't even matter if I can't communicate it. If I can't get it into someone else's hands to use it, it doesn't really matter how creative I am. <laughs> well, and what you're trying to sell the, the skater to, too, is how to the communicate the the idea or the vision that you have, right? So yeah. that's part of your job to communicate that so that they can understand, okay, this is what I'm attempting to communicate. And also, you know, if you're communicating to the panel, it's like that has to be part of the overall performance is your communication or your interpretation of what that is, right? Exactly. So it's it's a big deal and it's a it's a huge deal. And it and like I say, it's it, it's something for the skaters too they practice that like to really like practice it day in day out it's not just you know skate and train and run through it's, it's skate and train that part of it the, your communication your performance your interpretation your choreography all of that is is a practice and that's where you know the ones that that have done that obviously will will be you know rewarded in in those parts of the program components right so Hundred percent. Yeah, the saddest thing that ever happens to me was is when I come to work with a skater and I go, oh, "Okay, great. Tell me about your program," and they just go blank and they have no idea why they're doing the movement or they have no idea what it's even about. And that's like their one routine that they're practicing for eight months. And I'm going, "No, like you know, like investigate and or invest. I guess is some something really important. Invest some time into." The, the skater you're working with and help them understand it. I mean, they may not have had, had any experience in that genre. So we have to give them something to chew on and get, you know, get the juice out of, so to speak. Otherwise they're going to look 
robotic and not invested. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for me regarding communication? No, I just think maybe it's it's um, a question that I would have is what have you learned on communication? I would I would ask you the same thing. I don't. Yeah, what have you learned for the many years on, on establishing clear communication? I have learned to be honest that everybody means something different when they say the same thing. Hmm. It's really strange because. Um, Again, it's been such an honor to do this role in the skating world, which is choreography. But in the nature of that, I get hired by many different coaches. And here's the thing. I've worked with literally hundreds now. Every single one of them, when they asked me to do a solo or create something or choreograph something, they all meant something different. Some, some of them mean, oh, I want to hire you and you let me know when it's done. Some people mean... Oh, I'm gonna hire you and I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do every single step of the way. Some people mean, hey, I wanna I wanna watch you do everything you're doing, but I'm not gonna say much, I'm just gonna enjoy watching you. It's fascinating, and yet it's it sounds like the same job, but every single time, and that's one of the most cool things about it. It's di- it is different every time, right? But just because someone says, I want this, does not mean that they want it in the same way that everyone does. And so just being respectful of that and being able to be open and listen to what are you looking for and where would you like to be involved and how can this how can this make you feel even better and um, just happy that you started working with me and just coming from that perspective. For sure, uh, that's that's interesting. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This was so fun. It's it's crazy how fast time flies when we start getting podcasting. So awesome. Well, thanks for that. That was that was a really good conversation. It was. Yes. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening in and um, let us know on socials what you're thinking of the podcast at Skating Success everywhere on social media, but especially um, on Facebook and Instagram mostly. And we can't wait to hear from you. And until next time, here's to your skating success. Here's to your skating success.